And welcome to the Hometown Headlines podcast, or also known as the Druck Report. John Druckermiller with you today from hometownheadlines.com. Thanking you again for joining us today. We're coming to you from the studios of Brand Red Studios for Bell Street. Once again, Todd LeBurge is producing us today. We appreciate that. We are joined by two gentlemen who have um, new jobs, I guess, new titles, doing new things with one of probably your favorite departments in the community, Rome Floyd Parks and Rec. We are joined this morning by the newly official interim removed Todd Walford. Good morning. Good morning, John. And Jim Allred is here as well. Jim, what is your official title? Uh, Todd, Todd, you're the czar, right? So (laughs) I don't know about that. We'll call him czar. Jim, how about you? I'm the recreation services manager, John. All right. Jim's got great new titles. More important, um, a great organization, great foundation. You guys are coming in. Todd, especially given your long, long history in Parks and Rec, you got uh, you got some ideas. You got some new things happening here. You have a new administration. You are the new administration. How about walking folks through what's happened? You know what, what, where we're at right now, and we'll talk about what's ahead as well. Well, John, it's um, Parks and Rec are kind of like when a head coach changes. Uh, sometimes the staff uh, that that was under them will go in different directions uh, for whatever reason. But we uh, we are slowly but surely replacing everyone. Uh, we had a great staff, and we're hopefully going to be able to even have a better staff as we move forward. Um, we uh, recently hired uh, Caitlin Conduff. She is uh, a name that may be familiar to uh, the Rome area. She worked with us about 15 months uh, as an athletic coordinator, and she has been in Catoosa County, and she accepted a job to come back as our sports manager. And so she'll be leading our sports division, and she, I'm really excited about her and, and what all she brings to, to the, uh, the staff that we already have that's, uh, that's doing a great job. But. Well, for you especially, now you've been with Parks and Rec how many years? Um, with part-time and full-time, 31 years. I started in college refereeing basketball at the old Maple Street Gym and um, did a few things uh, right after college. Went and worked at the Y for a little while and, and ended up coming back, and uh, Mr. Sailors hired me back uh, years ago. And uh, I guess it was 92, 93, and, and um, started actual full-time in 94. I worked a year uh, as a part-time contract laborer uh, building Alto Park. We actually did the construction out there. Not, to, not myself, just with all the staff, but we did that in-house and and uh, put in a lot of the irrigation heads out there. And it's just uh, I ended up where I'm at now. So, Well, you mean, I hate to say this very cliche term here, but, I mean, you do know parks and rec ground up. I mean, you're out there putting irrigation into fields. Well, we actually were looking, uh, Bill Gooch and I were looking this morning for some irrigation valves that have been buried and that we were put in in 1988, and we, we probably got within five feet of them and uh, found them. <laughs> so uh, it's been a while, but uh, we just recently sodded, resodded the uh, tea boxes up there with uh, uh, a different Bermuda grass with Golf for Less. They they leased that from us, and it's uh, we're excited about that. But that's what we were doing this morning, so... Yeah, it's amazing what you remember when you start thinking about it. How far, you know what I what I did when I started. Uh, I, my actual first job with Park and Rec was changing the uh, scent dispensers out at Ridge Ferry Park and all the public restrooms. Rode around with an officer and an inmate, and I just got my degree. And I looked in the mirror. And I said, "What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing scent dispensers in a public restroom." But hey, it 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 really helped get me to where I'm at. I mean, I, I'm really thankful for where I'm at, and. Um, that's kind of the history of it. Now, ground up, my friend. You've been there as well. And now, of course, you've been with the department. You've seen all the changes. You've been through all the changes over the years. Uh, now you're the guy in charge. So what are we seeing? What What is ahead? Um, 
Again, you're talking about personnel. You've got that going on. You are in arena, which I think is your busiest season of the year. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, let's just talk about let folks know. But damn, more important, let's back up for a second. I don't think people quite know what all you guys do. They're thinking, okay, rec leagues. Okay, a couple of parks around town. I'm going to kind of give them a broad picture. Well, we have 27 park areas that we take care of and four gymnasiums. Um, it's it's massive. You know, I don't, I don't have – we have an amenity sheet. I can't remember all of it, but it's over 1,000 garbage cans, 700 commodes. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what our parks guys get done with their inmate crews and, and the help of both city and county public works. I mean, it's a total team effort. It really is. Um, it's been a little bit different. You know, when we, we came over to the county – um, where we're county department, the, the city county contract kind of um, it helped in, in a lot of ways, but in other ways we're having to go back and re- kind of revisit that. We started we we lost Barron Stadium and the, the maintenance of Barron Stadium and the tennis courts and some of the trails in Eagle Park, but we've recently tr- helping get Eagle Park back into shape. We um, actually put a new coat of paint, well the first coat of paint ever on the basketball courts up there yesterday. Uh, it is. It looks really good, uh, and the people they actually finished uh, this weekend, and we went up there yesterday and put the final touches on the lines. But it's. Um, I don't know. It's 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 come a long ways, and, and and we still have a long ways to go. You know, we've made some mistakes along the way, and I think that's good. It's healthy. You learn from them. Just don't make them again. And and it's always just trying to make our programs better. We've always had good programs, John. We've had good, good leadership. It's just uh, we've got to do some things a little bit better and a little bit different as the society changes and the world changes. No, good for y'all. And y'all, I think I've been very much involved in technological changes. We're talking coming in here. We uh, met out in the parking lot here. I remember the days, you know, I thought it was so cool when my kid was playing sports, but we had the rain line. We got that We got that phone call coming to us. You know, we had that text coming to that kind of stuff. But that's the way it is nowadays. I mean, you know, the other days you waited for the coach to call you up and say, okay, we have a rain out today or whatever it is. And I'm sure you never hear about rain outs, right? Well, um, yeah, we do. I mean, <laughs> last fall was a disaster for us because of the rain. We got started a little late with our leagues, and for the first time I can remember in the history of Rome Floyd Park, we weren't able to finish a baseball season. Wow, it was that much rain. So we're gonna we've learned from that mistake, and we're gonna start, you know, right after Labor Day. We're gonna get going and and you know get the games in. Hopefully, you know, we don't have the rain. It, last year was just it was crazy. How much rain we had in the no. fall? It was crazy. Very heavy rain. I don't, and here it is nowadays. We're how many months out of that? And now we're kind of saying, I wish, wish we had some of that rain as well. But really, a huge department. Any idea how many, and this is going to be kind of one of those esoteric things, how many lives parks and rec touches every year with all the, you know, the kid leagues, the adult stuff and all. Jim, Jim, Jim Jim's Mr. Stats here. He does. And, and the staff worked on something right before Jim came on board, and Jim can share those numbers. And this is, these are conservative numbers as well. Yeah, facility visits for 2018 was more than 600,000 people. 600,000 600,000 facility visits And for this, is a, this is a county of roughly 96, city and county of 96,000 mm-hmm. people. And so. the thing you got to remember is we have uh, senior activities at our facilities. You know, we have the road races. We have July 4th. We have recreation sports. We've added adult basketball this summer. With Jay Houston has done a very good job with that. We oh, just my son, had... sorry he missed that. I'm seriously. He, hey, we're uh... going to do it again. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming, coming back, back trust yeah. me. Um, we just had the District 5 uh, pickleball tournament. Tammy Bryan did a phenomenal job with that this past weekend. Um, you know, the candy cane hunt, uh, truck or treat. Uh, you know, we'll have a playtime with Santa coming up this winter. But when you look at all the different possible times, also the thing is, is that you know, a lot of people don't realize how many practices we have on those fields. Yep. 
We have camps on those fields. We have activities on those fields. And, of course, we have games on the fields as well. So when you start looking at every single facility and everything, we touch a lot of lives in Rome and Floyd County. We have a lot of visitors because we have some outside camp, not uh, outside tournaments coming in, too, for people coming outside of Rome and coming and visiting and spending their, their tourism dollars in Rome as well. The thing that we have a hard time capturing is the, the number of visits to our, like Ridge Ferry Park, a casual visit where they're just dropping in to play volleyball, you know, bring some kids to the playground. Uh, we're looking at, at possibly putting some uh, strips across the road and counting cars, um, just nice. traffic counts and stuff, working with the city on that. Um, the, you know, the eco center's there, so it could be a little bit, you know, they do have a lot of visitors. So it's hard to capture how many people walk on the trail, but I ride, try to ride three days a week on the trail. And I can say I can pass 100 people pretty much every time walking. Um, you know, That's there's great. A lot of, from the Braves Stadium into town, there's a lot of people. In the mornings, a few at lunch. It's kind of been warm here lately. But in the evenings, as the sun goes down, it is so crowded. And it's hard to capture those numbers. I, I would probably put it close to $2 million. Um, oh, my God. The, 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 what he's talking about is facility visits where we can actually count the yeah. person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you came 10 times, you'd be counted 10 times. So – We've tried to put some numbers to it and just try to quantify what we're doing and see. So we have a measuring stick so that four years from now, where are we at? What are our visits? Yeah, you know, good idea. We don't have, if you don't have a measuring stick of where you started, you don't know where you're going. And uh, just trying to tell the story and, and be as accurate as we can with it. What's the most popular thing you think you guys do? Mm. As far as an organized activity, yeah. it's baseball right now. Um, baseball is kind of, even fall baseball is, continues to grow and, um, tackle football has, has slacked off a little bit for us. Uh, I think some of the national talk about concussions and things, and we're in partnership right now and, and deep talks and planning and actually have registration open as of yesterday for a unified flag football for adults and for kids, and we're going to work with a boys club on that and just really target the five-, six-, and seven-year-old kids who maybe not ready for tackle, mm-hmm. but they need to learn the skills of blocking and, you know, passing and running and pulling a flag, just being athletic and being active instead of just not playing football and then possibly never falling in love with a game. Football's a great game, and it's an awesome sport, but it's uh, nationwide it's declining and for a couple of reasons, but uh, we're going to try to do the flag football, and we're excited about no, that's that. No, a good idea. We're going we're to start that in October. We're going to kind of let everything get started, the, the traditional sports, and kind of bring those in in October. And then we're also looking at uh, possibly a uh, – we're in the early planning stages of adult wiffle ball and, and work with the Rome Braves on that and talk with uh, Jim about using the Miracle Field out there and doing some stuff. There. We, we've, in the past, in my opinion, John, we haven't done a good job as a department of when a kid turns 15 or 16 years old and leaves, we don't do anything for them until they become seniors. Uh, we yeah, we basically point. provide for their kids to play, and unless they're doing a passive record, we're going to try to offer some organized sport. Now we had softball for years, and I, I ran the softball complex for several several years, but slow pitch softball's kind of died out. We're looking at bringing it back. We did, like he said, Jay did a great job with adult basketball. First time there's been adult basketball in 20 years, uh, organized other than lunchtime stuff that that Scott and them do a great job of at the Y. But we had nine teams. Um, he thinks we'll have 20 next year. I bet you will. Um, and, and we may do something, you know, in the summer again, but we may try something this winter. Uh, it just depends on the availability of their gyms because our basketball program is, is fairly large as well. But I would say to answer your question around about way, baseball is uh, 
No, I mean, that's, that's what we got us into a lot of the baseball activities there, and you, and you miss it as well. You made a good point also about practice fields and all. I mean, of all these facilities out there, I mean, it is hard to rotate all these teams there. I know we had you know, our coaches, and I was, I was one of them, uh, had to you know do some of the scheduling things, juggling, and it all worked out fine. But, I mean, you know, we won, We had one coach, one of our head coaches. I mean, this guy was a uh, – how about demon? Put it like that. But, I mean, we had to get all that practice time in there, and, and boy, he was religious about it. And we had our own school field, too. But still, other times we had to go out there and, and work it. But y'all were great. Y'all worked with that. Uh, love to hear, though, more a little bit more about this, uh, again, the, the, the after 16. That's a, that's a great thing that's come up here. Because a lot of that does, you know, if you make sure you have school, you have some of these things that, you know, high schools, you have all the extracurriculars and that kind of stuff. Also love hearing football. I'm like you. I love football. But, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still walking around with some backaches from years ago, you know, from playing that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I thank God, well, probably a concussion too, but never, never been diagnosed. Uh, but I love not only hearing about the flag football options, but all more important, um, how you guys are looking at caring for the student athlete. We have heard so much about concussions and other injuries out there. I mean, you know, ACL, something else out there. How do you work with your staff, and how do you work with your volunteers to kind of police some of this stuff? Well, they have a coaches training that they go through, and every sport is different. And we're looking at um, implementing a couple other things with NAS and, and NYCA. Um, they do different things. But concussions, you know, the thing that people don't really always understand, I think, is you don't have to be playing football to get a concussion. Uh, my oldest son has had two in the last two years playing baseball, college baseball. He was hit by his center fielder. They collided, and uh, he was down. This past year, he's just diving for a ball, and his forehead hits the ground, and he's lights oh. out. And uh, it's just how you hit the ground. It doesn't necessarily have to be in football. But um, we, we do some training. We do some protocol stuff. We have some trainers that are there. And uh, Sam Eccles has been great in working with us. And, and uh, Stephen Brown, Charlie May, all those guys, they'll do anything. Any, any of the doctors and, and, and the orthopedic guys, they'll come in and talk about uh, knee injuries and how to prevent that. You know, it's just education. It's really, I mean, just trying to educate the parent and the kid that it can happen. It's real. It can happen. Uh, but if it happens, there is protocol and how we handle them and take them out of the game. And, no, good point about that. I know we worked with some of the medical folks in town about this a couple of years ago as well about, you know, that very thing about, you know, what are some of the concussion protocols in a city? And, you know, and I'm older than both of you guys, but, I mean, back back when I was a boy, um, you got hit, you got popped, your bell got rung, you sat down for a minute, you may get a salt pill, and you're back in there. Well, it's not like back in the old days where it's you know, someone gets injured and they say rub some dirt on it and get back in there. I'm, I'm still – you know, old enough that I remember that, or, you know, water breaks were not necessary. You know, it was like, hey, you were weak if you took water, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and that is not how it is today. I mean, we care about these. You know, I mean, of course, I cared about the kids then, but, you know, we want to make sure Different that mindset. No, if it's an injury, hey, they're not going right. If it's if if it's a head injury, no, we need to, you know, really watch that. And the same thing with any of the injuries and to make sure they're fluidated as well, because, you know, I mean, there are days with. You know, you start looking at the, you know, the heat index of 103, you've, you've got to make sure everybody's fluidated, everything else. But we're also trying to educate the kids, too, to make sure that it's not just right before practice that you got to be fluidated. You've got to be drinking fluids all week long That's and eating correctly, too. one of the neat things nowadays about all this stuff. Yeah, we never, we always thought, okay, I'm going to have practice coming up here. I'll do a, you know, do a quart of water and I'm good to go. Right, right. Exactly. And we do, uh, with our volunteer coaches, we provide coolers. Uh, the Coca-Cola helps us with that, and we give them a cooler, and we do do the wet bulb. And if the humidity is too high, you know, we have our football coordinator will contact them and tell them, you know, practice. You can't have practice, and 
But our, our volunteer coaches do a good job. And typically, especially with football, we have some of the same coaches <clears throat> that come back every year. So not that they're, you know, they, they learn something every year. There's always something coming along. And, but they do a good job. And they're assistant coaches. Uh, we're, we're blessed to have people in our community who really want to volunteer and do a good job. That's no, that's a good point about that. And those folks who do volunteer a lot of time, all these coaches you work with, that is, you know, people think, okay, well, they're getting paid. No, they're not. I mean, these are, these are you know, the, the moms and dads. It's not just, you know, it's not just one gender here uh, who help out in so many scenarios there. I mean, that's all dedicated time. I mean, working with you guys, you know, and thank God getting great advice. And again, like you said, training. And by the way, one thing, uh, unfortunately, as serious as medical is these days, I mean, fortunately we have that. But also background checks. People don't realize that all your coaches and all your folks go through very rigid, I believe, police every, every background year. checks. Yes. And national background check every year. And uh, it's, um, you know, we do it through the sheriff's department. Um, and and they, they sign a consent form and that they're going to have a background check. And we have guidelines on that, that that are pretty strict about being a convicted felon and just trying to protect the children, you know. And uh, it's... Um, it's pretty much common now across across the country in park and rec when you're volunteers and, and do's and don'ts. But the thing that's neat about football is a lot of our coaches don't have kids who play. They they had kids who played who have They've grown come up, back, yeah. but they, they just stay coaching, and it just gives you that consistency and that history. And, and uh, you know, we're always looking for new coaches as well, but football, is, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat how that football program works. And that that's a lot of credit goes to the Unified Football Committee and – and what Russ Gates and Thad Waters and all those guys have done and kept that group together, and that's how it's been consistent. So uh, we're, we're fortunate and lucky to have them. No, and the results have been good as well. I mean, you start out with these young these young guys coming through there, and you see how they progress. You know, as some of them may say at a certain level, okay, I've had enough football, I'm going to do something else. Or, you know, and I, I really like kids nowadays who are more specialized. They'll, you know, after, after they sample them all, they'll maybe move, okay, I'm going baseball, I'm going basketball, I'm going football, whatever it is. But the products, i.e., the young folks, the young men are coming out of there, are all – you can just tell. Some some kids may not like coaching at first, but after they've seen the advantage, not not the you know the guy or the woman yelling or screaming at them, but, I mean, some of the background, you know, this is how, this is how we can help you out here. This is how you can do this move, do this move better. That kind of education coming from these volunteer coaches and all has been, you know, it's been priceless, if you ask me. It has um... – the thing about football that's different, and again, we're, we're going to do the flag football in October, is that every kid is different in how they are. Are they ready for contact? Are they not ready for contact? Whether it be mental, physical, you know, whatever. And that's what we've got to we, – we've tried flag football in the past, but we've never stuck with it. But we're going to stick with it. We're going to do it through the NFL flag football program. They'll have NFL jerseys. It's going to be neat. Uh, but we're all for it. We're not trying to take away from our tackle football either. But um, – our unified football program is solid, and, and we just want to try to use the flag to encourage them as a stepping stone that you can learn to catch, throw, and block before you can go out there and get hit. Because that's hard on some kids that they're learning how to get hit, they're learning how to catch, they're learning the plays, they're learning. It, it's it's a lot for a six, seven, eight-year-old to learn, in my opinion. Uh, and some, some of them just aren't ready. No, good point about that. We'll talk more about Parks and Rec. We'll talk about what's coming up yet. Todd's got some great ideas. Jim does as well. We'll talk about that. About some of the programs available this fall as well. Before we do break out there, though, very quickly, if you have any uh, information, you need more information about this uh, during the break or just live, reading alongside here, uh, www. 
rfpra.com is the place to go or on Facebook as well. Back with more after this. This is the Hometown Headlines podcast edition. I'm Ryan Simmons, creative director at Brand Red. We're honored to sponsor today's episode. If you're looking to grow your business, we help companies just like yours reach new customers. Contact us by visiting our website at brandredstudios.com or emailing us at info at brandredstudios.com. And welcome back to the Hometown Headlines podcast. John Ruckermiller with you from hometownheadlines.com. Thanking you again for joining us. Todd Walford's here from Parks and Rec. Jim Allred as well. We're talking about a lot of changes going on. Todd, again, your administration, relatively new. I mean, the interim's gone. You're the full-time guy now. Uh, great first segment. Hope you stuck around for that. Uh, love to hear about all the changes. Yeah, one thing that's got me real quick, and we'll move on from this. I love hearing about the adult flag football. I mean, like an idiot, I played uh, my buddies and I after high school and junior college and college and all. We got together every Sunday and played full contact. Ooh. And we wow. did that too, about 23, 24. Do you remember when dad came home, my dad goes, what's the matter? I told him, I said, dad, I used to be able to shake this off in two or three days. He said, it's a week. I said, I got bruises. He goes, y'all better start thinking about something else. So I'd love hearing there's an option for us old guys. Of course, that's 40 years ago uh, to have that, uh, to have that flag football out there. A lot of other stuff happening, though. Jimmy got a big list here in front of us about what you guys got ahead of us here. Everything from all the sports, even a little bit changes from basketball coming up as well. How about going through some of that? Well, right now we're registering for you know all the fall sports. Uh, you still have registration open for unified football, for cheerleading, for baseball, softball, and t-ball. Uh, volleyball registration is going on as well. That starts a little bit later in the fall, but you can register right now. And a, a big note, you know, and, and one of the questions is I was posting this all out on Facebook. Um, was wins basketball, wins basketball. I said, well, basketball's more or less in the winter, but this year there's some changes with basketball. Registration is now open, but also that we're going to start our basketball season in December this year as opposed to January. We're actually going to get in a, two or three games there in December, go ahead and get the kids playing, get some evaluations on those teams so we can put them in their appropriate league starting into January, and that way it gets – you know, it gets everybody going in the flow of things a little bit better. Um, also, flag football registration is open as well. And, of course, we Todd was talking about that. And, of course, that will be going. And really everything is like, you know, I, I encourage people to come in. Um, August 4th is the deadline for regular registration for both, well, for just about everything, for softball, baseball, t-ball, cheerleading, and unified football. Volleyball still got a little ways to go. Uh, but go ahead and come in now if you want to register. That way you don't have to pay the late registration fees. Um, but we want to just, you know, encourage people to come out. Yes, yeah, some of the unified football has been practicing, but it's definitely not too late to join a football team. You can come by, of course, one shorter avenue. One shorter here, right? avenue. But also online again, you guys got a great online registration system. Again, that's rfpra.com. Come to rfpra.com. They're on that front page. We'll have, uh, there's a thing you can click on. They'll take you to something about all the fall sports grouped into one, or there's a registration tab right over there on the right and at the top that you can click and then go and register for whichever sport you want your kid to play. And it's all very safe, by the way. People say, oh, I'm going to go online and do it. No, it's all, we've done it for, this, you know, for over the years there. All quite safe there as well. Are you ever out of registration time? But the number of programs you do, I mean, you know, we, we of course, we bookmarked you guys years ago. But, I mean, it's you, you, it just seems to me you're going from, like you said, you got fall baseball. Then you get, in, you get into this, you get into that. You got fall basketball. Um, then all the spring sports. It just seems, and then all the races as well. It just yes. seems like it's, you know, I don't say it's, it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have. I mean, yeah. how do you all keep track of all this stuff? 
Uh, just uh, with a great staff, um, planning. Uh, Jim has brought all that knowledge of marketing and laying it all out on a 12-month plan. And um, it is a challenge at times. Um, just, again, the weather dictates everything you do. And for the most part, everything you do in Park and Rec with rain outs and uh, we again we used to do movies in the park, but let it it always rained. Oh, you guys had a bunch in a row there. I remember I remember that we, you know, we're tracking it home down the headlines. Well, tonight's yeah. canceled because whatever. It's just frustrating the, with the weather. But one of the things I want to add about the fall um, for the first time, we're going to have credit card be able to take your debit credit card at the concession stands. Oh, nice touch. Um, we're going to uh, have that, and uh, I think it's going to help. You know, some people. You know, when they get there and they don't have the cash with them or whatever, to get a drink, because it is very hot when football starts. And uh, well, that's one of the things we're excited about. We're working with United Community Bank, which is who the county uses on getting some machines, and we'll have that up and running on opening night. That'll be great. Now, it's, it's an asset. You're right, because a lot of us get there, you know, we think, well, okay, I got 20 bucks in the wallet, and you get there, like, you got three. Yeah. All right, you yeah. know, <laughs> the water and maybe an M&M, whatever, you know, or you know, water and popcorn, please. Um, but no, the concession stand's always good. I always see you guys also, you, you, you do a lot of hires through there. People don't realize some of the auxiliary jobs, um, you know, we all think about, you know, of course you guys are, you know, are full-time employees and all, but even all this, all this activity, all these sports out there, I guess it's the economic impact we never kind of consider, but I mean, you guys create a lot of jobs in the community as well. We do. It's, um, it's overwhelming at times, um, that, you know, working with around kids schedules and stuff in their schools and, you know, athletes tend to want to work in park and rec, but they have a hard time working because they're always training or they have a season that's coming up. We have close to 200 part-time workers, 33 full-time, and we run anywhere from 25 to 35 uh, state prisoners uh, in addition to several, several hundred volunteer uh, coaches throughout the year in all our sports. Uh, that's again, I don't, think, I don't think people understand the scope. We always think parks and rec, and yeah, you're the parks guys, you're the regular. But you start looking at some of this stuff, start laying out some of these numbers. I know you got to do that. I remember the first time I, I met you, we were, we were over talking a couple, couple of months back, you know, a formal conversation. And I was just impressed that you whipped out the, the proverbial legal pad. And I, you were just, you know, and I thought, but I mean, the detail, you, you know, People think, oh, it's all top of mind. No, not when you're dealing with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and, you know, registered, not registered, but, you know, accountable of 600,000, probably twice that many when you look at all the facilities out there. You mentioned earlier in the last segment, I wanted to bring this back up real quickly, the trails and the number of people you see when you're riding a bike or, you know, people are doing using a trail system here. Um, I think it's one of the assets that a lot of us overlooked over the years, but you guys have been huge proponents in developing these trails too. Yeah, well, with the help of the city and the county, I mean, there's a trails committee, a formal trails committee, and Trey and, and Harry Brock, and a lot of people have been on that throughout the years, and, and it's still active. You know, they're finishing the Berry Trail, and um, it, it's going to be uh, – it's it's nice now. It's going to be really, really nice when they get all this finished. You can ride both sides of the river and connect Berry to downtown, and uh, I'm working with a company called VO Ride. Uh, you'll be hearing about that here in the next month or so uh, of coming in. They'll be putting bikes around town. And um, you'll have a, an app on your phone. You swipe it. It unlocks the handlebars. It charges you while you're doing it. And you oh, that's a great idea. Take it back to another docking station, and we'll have those all over, uh, hopefully all over Rome here soon. Uh, but just encourage people to ride, you know. And if you don't have a bike or your bike is down or you're visiting Rome and you want to ride the trails, that's what we're going to do. And uh, I'm excited about that. But, yeah, the trails are uh, – they're, they're neat. Uh, Jim Jim runs, and he can tell you we do a lot of our uh, – our, yeah. We're looking at doing a fall road race again in 2020, and we're going to keep it on the trails. 
Oh, and, good. And yeah, uh, good. just to encourage people to use those. And the city's done a great job of maintaining them. Uh, been able to add some trees and stuff from behind Chieftains all the way down. You know, we had that problem oh, yeah. with the trail, and they got it fixed. And but it it's neat. But there is so much maintenance to a trail that people don't realize how far they are, and how much do we have to mow and trim and and blow it off. And and uh, actually, when we were maintaining all the trails, we had one crew and three inmates, an officer and three inmates that he actually that's all he did, forty hours a week. I can believe it. I mean, given the given the length of some of these things as well. Big thing about people about, of course, being part of this stuff. Again, you've gone over the age groups, and we have all the youth activities out there. We have stuff now for those a little bit older than 16. And for those of us 60-plus uh, out there, it seems like pickleball has just come out. To, for me, at least, you know, looking back here, I heard Bill Thornton talk to me one time about this, you know, a few years back. Yeah, we got this thing called pickleball. Come on out and do it. My God, that's exploded. It has. And it's kind of funny because I look at this a little different than a lot of people do because back in 99, 2000 at the Naples Daily News in Naples, Florida, they introduced something called pickleball in Naples, Florida. And the first time I saw a pickleball match, it was the Williams sisters. I think McEnroe might have been there, too. I mean, they, they brought out the big guns for pickleball. And afterwards, we're talking to them and they say, this is going to sweep the nation. Wow. And we're all sitting there going, really? You know, at the time, there were lots of sports writers there looking at it because you bring in names like that. People from all over Florida were down sure. there watching it. And it's been funny because I've watched the growth of pickleball. And if you go to any retirement community or any older community in Florida, they have pickleball courts. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, everywhere. And then, you know, in Rome, it's a case of and, and several of our tennis courts have the pickleball lines drawn off. And it's actually funny. Uh, my wife, my daughter and I got into playing a little bit while we were down in uh, the Stewart, Florida area where my in-laws con condominium. It's a it's not a 65 and older, but that's pretty much who lives there. And they have three pickleball courts. And, you know, Tara Haley and I go out and we play pickleball because, you know, Tara's like, I don't want to play tennis but I want to play pickleball. And our older community loves pickleball. And we have that at the Thornton Center. We have it at other areas. And But the other thing, too, is a lot of kids have gotten into playing, too. And that's something that as we continue to progress, you know, are we going to have a pickleball league next week? Maybe, probably not next week, but it's something that we'll be looking into. And we want it to continue to grow because it is a great sport. Oh, it keeps folks active out there. And that's just it. And it's also a sport that you can play when you're older. Now, a very important question. We have to come back to you very quickly before I forget here. So which of the All Reds won this family tournament? Well, you know, um, I yeah, 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 yeah. My, my, yeah I did. <laughs> I okay. did. I'm sorry. I, I put spin on the ball and both my daughter and my wife hate it. They say I cheat. So <laughs> every time that ball hits and goes the opposite direction, they just start yelling at me. You they just, sandpaper on I, your I do not have sandpaper <laughs> on my paddle. There's no emery board in my back pocket. I'm not throwing a spitball out there. Uh, one thing I do want to say, you mentioned trails. I'm, I'm backtracking a little bit, but the road races, uh, the Leprechaunathon, uh, you know, 1,700 plus runners and walkers That's last incredible. year. Uh, I mean, this year, um, one of the great things, you know, Leprechaun uses the trail system. Yep. And a lot of people, the first time, you know, we we did the Kingfisher Trail back there. Everybody was like, where's the Kingfisher Trail? I have no idea. And we introduced 1,400 people to the Kingfisher Trail in Rome, sure. Georgia. You know, the Hero Hustle, the last year we ran Hero Hustle was completely inside Ridge Ferry Park. I kind of borrowed one of the cross-country courses. I believe that mm -hmm. Coach Goya might have used at Rome High, a, a mixture of his course and my course. And we stayed on the trail system. And I loved it. And a lot of people loved that race. You know, one, it was a fast race because I knew the course was going to be fast. But 
The other thing about it, too, is, you know, the walkers loved it, too. And it's a case of they got out there and they saw a new trail. And I can't tell you the number of people that talk to me later on. You know, I'll be out running. I'll see them. Of course, the the T-shirts. Sure. But also the people tell me, you know, I never known about that trail. And now I walk it or I run it two or three times a week. Yeah, amazing. And, and that's one of the big things with us is that we want to make sure the people, you know, you may not know everything we offer. And that's why a lot of our events, you know, we have them at our parks. We have them at our facilities because we want to introduce you not only to that event, but to the other offerings that we're trying to bring here to Roman Floyd County. Well, it's funny. And maybe we'll kind of kind of close on this. That's one thing I think you guys have done um, very well in recent months, especially is increase, increase the awareness to Parks and Rec. And like you said, you got new programs going on here. Um, I mean, you know, everything from the, you know, the, the new adult basketball leagues, I mean, you, flag football, the traditional stuff as well. Um, you guys have been very out there. I think we're seeing a lot more social media yep. presence from you guys. Uh, signage out there. I mean, of course, advertising, we appreciate that. But, I mean, you, you've been everywhere right now. Where are we going next? I mean, you guys, you, you have a mission, it seems, and you have a goal out there. So what happens next? If I'm a spectator, if I'm a patient, if I'm a patron, I'm a customer, what am I looking for next? I think just um, the comprehensive plan and needs assessment is what we're going to focus on in 2020. And we'll need every citizen who who has a concern or has a need or a want to be involved in that. And uh, we'll, we really don't have time today to get into that. But what essentially we'll go into the communities and ask them what they want, what they need, and what they're looking for for the next five to ten years. And we will we will be working with an outside company and we'll put together a plan and we will – put a price tag to all these things and where we want to expand and and uh, what we want to do in the parks, what we want to renovate. Do we need more pickleball? Do we need more swimming pools? Do we need more splash pads or what, whatever that looks like? But it's the people speaking, and that's who we need to listen to. We can be there to guide them and, and maybe offer some suggestions, but we need them to speak, and it's their parks, and um, and we need, uh, we need that buy-in so that when it does come up for Splash again next time, we just open the book and say, this is what the people said they want, and this is the price tag for it. How much do we want to spend? That's where we're headed. But just be patient. In the next 12, 18 months, we are going to try to bring adult softball back on a, on a little bit bigger scale. We play a little bit right now with some 60, 55 and older, and um, they do that on Tuesday mornings. But we're looking at different programs. We want to. We don't want to spread ourselves so thin that we don't do things well, but we know that there's some new things out there that people want to do, and we're in the process of putting up a um, – the uh, Frisbee golf that was at Ridge Ferry Park, we're, we're repurposing all those to Shannon Park. We kind of kind of outgrew itself in, at Ridge Ferry, and we're repurposing those, and we're going to have a whole 18-hole Frisbee golf at Shannon at Shag Wiggins Park there. And uh, just encourage everybody to get out and get on our website and look. The address, the park's names are there, the address, and, and go out. And Jim's done a great job with our social media. I, I mean, I can't say enough about that. It's It's hard to get accurate information on there consistently. And, and that's what he's done. And get the feedback and be everywhere you're supposed to be from 27 parks. But he's doing a, a focus on the park each week. It, we'll, we're, we're scheduling those where if you just want to, hey, I want to know a little bit about that park. He's putting that on there. And uh, we're just um, we're just excited. We, we need everybody's help and everybody's buy-in. And the last thing I want to add is that we're putting together proposals uh, for sponsors for Companies to come in and be able to sponsor with us with a scoreboard or adopt a program or be a part of Patriotic Party in the Park or a road race. And we have sponsorship packages, and we are giving you a lot. If anyone's interested in that, they, you know, they can reach out to me or Jim, and we'll be happy to come and talk with you. We've got about 15 companies that we've targeted that we feel like that we could help and that 
um, that, that want to be involved in what we're doing. So we're really excited about that. Two or three are already on board. And hopefully we can get about twelve more. Uh, well, you, you stole my stuff. My closing question there is going to be amazing how the community help you guys out. But yeah, there are other opportunities there, and you've had a, I think you had a partnership this past for the Patriotic Party with I think Coca Cola yes. this past time out, and you've had other ones out there as well. Are there any? I mean, I, I know you're looking for whatever's available, but I mean, are there any recommended sizes or like you know, can you sponsor a race or you know? Whatever? Yeah, we actually actually it is not live on the website yet. It will be if if it by the end of this week for sure. Just we had to run through make sure all the sponsorships are correct and everything but uh there there's a comprehensive package from small to big you know we and the other thing about it too is that you know when we're doing this we're putting this together in a way that you know number one the money goes back to the programs it goes back to the kids it goes into the scholarship funds that's what that's what the money is so it's it's so we can have better events it's so we can make things better it's so more kids who may not be able to play now because they can't afford it can play these sports And the other thing, too, is, you know, there's nothing too big. There's nothing too small. We appreciate everything the community can do. And if you look at all the sponsorship packages say, you know, I don't know if there's one quite right for me. Reach out to me. Tell me what your marketing goals are. We'll find a way to reach them. Because at the end of the day, what we want to do is we won't obviously, you know, for our Parks and Rec to do well. But if you're going to be a sponsor with us, we want to make sure you're getting the most bang for your dollar as well. Very nice. Can kind of custom make some of the marketing opportunity. Great idea about that. And there are different levels out that as well. Also, of course, we always talk about if they want to get uh, more information. I think y'all just laid it out how to get a hold of you. Again, RFPRA.com, One Shorter Avenue. You're open most business hours. And, of course, the parks are everything out there. Guys, any closing comments? Any? Uh... Yeah, one question for you. I, I, I always have to have my trick Mike Wallace question here. Todd, especially for you, what's the biggest surprise now that you've, you know, from you stepping in as interim, now the full-time director, any big surprise? Not really. Good. That's good. That's, I mean, that's, that's a good thing. Um, you came in at wise, you know, eyes wide open, and you, you've got the background. Actually, and it's not a bad thing not having a surprise. No, I mean, I, like I said earlier, I've I've uh, I've been there a while. I've seen the good, the bad, and um, I've learned a lot. I learned a lot from the previous directors, and uh, you know, there's there's going to be some hiccups. I'm sure that'll hit me, but not so far. Uh, good. It, 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 it again, it goes back. We have assembled an amazing staff. Uh, with seven new staff members and uh, one more to go, uh, it's uh, they're doing well. They're doing well, and, they, and they're learning, and uh, we're all learning together. It's it's a team effort, and uh, but no, I, I can't say nothing really. No big surprises. Good, that's good to have you. Have a great team there, great guy. Good hire, Mr. Allred here as well. I mean, a good broad background there as well. Guys, thank you both for coming by today. I think it's very educational for folks to know not only what you all do offer, what you have offered, also what's coming ahead. I'd like to hear the idea, especially of that, uh, you know, the comp plan, I guess, coming up a couple, you know, a few months down the road here as well, as well as already some other changes that are available, making uh, making you guys, like you said, you, we took care of the youth. Now you're going to the kids that are now a little bit older now, you know, the uh, after 16, after 17, getting those folks back in the program. And, of course, all of us seniors out there as well that haven't tried pickleball yet, but i got to try it. Let me, let me get this meniscus taken care of, and I'll, uh, I'll give that a whirl. Guys, thanks for your time today. If we can help you out, always let us know. want to thank you for listening as well. We want to thank our colleagues here at Brand Red Studios. Todd, as always, doing a fantastic job. This is John Recker-Miller saying thanks for your time. Have a great day in Northwest Georgia.